It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Because here in this land, we unleash the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bello Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small-town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words, America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. 
we must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. We are Americans. And I think after the last two years, maybe more, we have been through so much. We have endured so much. And I think we just needed to hear an inspirational speech from a man who had a way with words, Ronald Reagan. Thank you for listening to this very special episode of Damn It with Beaver. So I'm going to ask you a question. What do you think of when you hear the word veteran? Do you think of a badass with ripped muscles and a short haircut? Do you think of the little old man with his World War II hat struggling at a store? Do you think of the man or the woman sitting at the end of a bar drowning their sorrows in a glass Do you think of family members, you know, grandfather, uncle, brother, son, mother, wife, daughter? Well, they all have one thing in common. They signed on a dotted line, willing to get their life for your freedom, to protect our republic to make sure that every one of us, regardless of our backgrounds, remains free to pursue our happiness. This episode is dedicated to all men and women who chose, let me repeat that, chose to step up, stand up, and defend our country. These men and women would give their life to save their loved ones and strangers at home. You don't have to agree with war. You don't have to support them, but they will shoulder the burden for you to be free. I have a list that is going to be read at the end of this episode of brave men and women who served our country through multiple wars, during peacetime. But they were ready to stand up and fight. And I know that Veterans Day is for the living. But at one time, these people were alive. And some of them had to make that ultimate sacrifice. And I want to honor everyone who has served, the living and the dead. Because without you, I wouldn't be free to voice 
my opinions, I wouldn't be free to do this podcast. And I want to honor you the best way that I know. And let's honor someone with a random act of kindness. We've all seen how ugly this world can be. But you know what? Any of us can be nice to anyone at any time. And the feeling that creates is contagious. With that in mind, the best way to change this world would be with random acts of kindness. That's right, random acts of kindness. And this one... Well, let's just dive in. Lernia West is one of the few people who actually knows what it's like to win hundreds of millions of dollars on the lottery. And, you know, I know that we also know that somebody in California was lucky enough to be like a billionaire. I need to know who that is. Please hit me up. Uh, So she won $343.9 million on the Powerball lottery, and she knew right away that she wanted to use her winnings to help others. So when she won this money at her press conference, she said, I want you to know that as I stand here today, I know the responsibility that I have to do good with this money. My life has changed forever. I plan to make thoughtful and responsible decisions on giving to my friends, my family, and setting up so that my grandchildren will all have a college education. It's beautiful. But the more beautiful part, she is the daughter of a veteran of the Vietnam War. So she knew right away that she wanted to help veterans. And that's why she immediately pledged to donate $500,000 of her winnings to the Travis Mills Foundation, which helps veterans and their families through long-term programs that help those heroic men and women overcome physical obstacles, strengthen their families, and provide well-deserved rest and relaxation. It's very important to me that we never forget the sacrifices soldiers and their families make for our country. I agree, Lernier. I agree. Veterans make so many sacrifices. And I know it's very repetitive because I'm going to say it a lot during this episode. But the one thing they should never have to sacrifice is flavor. They should know what we know. And that is American Pride Roasters Coffee. And right now you can get holiday flavors. That's right. Ring in your holidays with the best coffee. You can get the William Blackston Apple Pie, Christmas Carnival, Christmas Eve, the first Christmas, and they also have a Thanksgiving blend. And if you're not paying attention, the Advent calendar is also available. So you can get a variety of coffees that will keep you energized through the holidays. And we all know that we need some energy during the holidays. So go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. You can give APR as gifts and show your family and friends that you have great taste. It's impeccable taste. So AmericanPrideRoasters.com and get historically great coffee. I have a story from a listener who wouldn't give me his actual name, but I think it might have figured it out, but I don't want to get it wrong and insult him. And since he didn't really want me to have his name, I decided that I'm not going to try to figure it out. But he goes by 
Gamma Knight on the Twitter, and he shared this story of his time of service. It's Gamma Paw Knight. He changed it. He's a Gamma Paw now. My first tour of duty was in Korea. I was in the Como Corps with my basic duties being I helped supply basically cellular service to tank commanders. We had two sites we went to with the one in this story being within sight of quote unquote propaganda city. It was on the side of this mountain that also had TV and radio dishes set up on it, which appears gave us fits trying to get a clean signal. Well, I was on duty and my site sergeant knocked on the door and asked if I'd seen my team sergeant. I had answered no because I had been in the switching shelter most of the day setting up and couldn't possibly have seen him. Since I had just finished getting everything up and running, I came out to look for him and that's when I noticed that the support vehicle was missing. I mentioned this to the site sergeant to which he said, that the missing sergeant should not have gone anywhere due to it being the middle of the day. The road that led up to the site was kind of steep, maybe a 15 to 20 degree angle. This multiple switchback curves as one climbed higher and higher. It was mostly gravel, so there wasn't any tire tracks, only an odd pile of stones that was noticed about 30 or feet 30 or so feet away from where the support truck was supposed to be. That's when we noticed that not only was there this weird pile of stones, roughly the size of a man's head, which turned out to be where the truck had swerved, but also a break in the wood line. We looked down this embankment and saw the Humvee about 20 yards down the hill, and I could hear him calling for help. The hill was too steep for the Humvee to climb, so we worked our way down by foot to reach him. Somehow the brake, which had only been a handbrake, aka a parking brake, had disengaged and it took off down the hill. Back then, the only lock on the whole vehicle was the cable that went into the steering wheel and was locked so it could only turn so far before the cable stopped it from going any further. This had held the steering wheel in such a way that the Humvee had barreled backwards, made a sharp turn, then threw him from the passenger seat over a metal divider wall between the cab and the truck inside into said bed of truck and broke his arm. The Humvee stopped about halfway down because it had struck a huge tree stump that was about 10 feet. Yes, 10 feet freaking round. Had he not happened to have hit the only stump on the entire mountain that was big enough to stop a hurtling extra wide pickup truck, the wheel locked so that the truck didn't flip over. He had also, by being stopped by said stump, avoided landing on the road below and then over a 100 foot cliff that surely would have killed him. Oh, and side note, to add insult to injury, he had soiled his BDUs. So this story, while it was, you know, it was in Korea and it was not during a, an actual war. It was, he called it peacetime. It's still an amazing story because this gentleman was just 
going about his daily activity in the military and he almost died. But the one tree that could save his life is the one that he hit because God had other plans for him. God was not ready to let him go into the night. God wanted him around for another reason. And only God will know that reason. But I'm glad his life was spared. And thank you, Gamma Pa, for sharing this story with us. Now, I'm going to get into our dog rescue, because it is important that we understand that there is more to life than just the actual service. Some people require assistance once they're out, whether it is due to traumatic injury, whether it is due to PTSD. There are times when people, service members are going to need assistance post-military. And how does that occur? Usually through some type of foundation. Now this month, the excuse me, the rescue of the month isn't really a dog rescue as much as it is a group that uses shelter dogs to help veterans. They are K9sforwarriors.org. That's letter K, number nine, with the letter S, for warriors.org. You can find their link on my link tree, which is pinned to the top of all social media. It is link tr.ee slash dammitbeaver. Canines for Warriors are the nation's largest provider of service dog for veterans. They are determined to end veteran suicide. And Canines for Warriors provides highly trained service dogs to military veterans suffering from PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and or military sexual trauma. With the majority of dogs coming from high kill rescue shelters, this innovative program allows the canine warrior team to build an unwavering bond that facilitates their collective healing and recovery. You can go to their website. They have many, many stories, uh, shelter to service dogs, soldier on September 12, 2001 and the day after uh, so many beautiful stories of dogs that they rescued and it's it's really like I said before it is a bogo you buy one by donating and you save two you get a shelter dog that you rescue and you get to help a veteran that is like really stretching the dollar and we all know what that's like in today's economy so go to k9sforwarriors.org and make your donation today and if you donate use the hashtag damn it So I happened to come across this interesting story, and some of you might know this. I am not good at video games because my hand-eye coordination is the worst. And uh, as if you ever get a chance to watch me play video games, which I haven't played in years, but apparently I think I need to move (laughs) the game stick with the game. Like if it has to go forward, my arms are going forward. If I have to go to the left or the right, my arms are moving with it. I know that doesn't need to happen, but apparently I think it helps with the movement of the game. Uh, So, and like I said, I haven't played in years besides like Wii Bowling, and I'm sure that's not really even considered a video game. I mean, it is, but it isn't, you know. 
But this is interesting. Uh, So I didn't realize this was this old. And again, this just dates me out even more. But in 2003, video gamers began learning about World War II battles from the realistic launch of a game called Call of Duty. Now, I have heard of this. I've never played it. Again, hand-eye coordination is not the best. Released to universal acclaim, the ongoing series holds the Guinness World Record as the best-selling game of its kind. But the charity work done by the game's publisher, Activision Blizzard, is also deserving of a Congressional Medal. Last month, the Call of Duty endowment reached its goal of placing 100,000 veterans into meaningful employment two years ahead of schedule. To mark the occasion, the start of Military Appreciation Month, Activision Blizzard has committed to an additional $30 million in funding to support the program moving forward. Over the last 12 years, Call of Duty Endowment says it has partnered with the most effective nonprofit veterans organizations in both the United States and United Kingdom to deliver high value placements, which is the service most requested by veterans. To put 100,000 placements into perspective, the entire Act of Duty Marine Corps is made up of more than 178,000 people, said General James Jones, United States Marine Corps retired and co-chair of the endowment. While reaching 100,000 placements two years earlier than our goal is an accomplishment to be proud of, there is much more we can and should be doing to support our veterans as they transition to civilian employment. To date, we have invested over $60 million in support of veterans' employment initiatives, said Bobby Kotick, CEO of Activision Blizzard and co-founder of the endowment. With our even more efficient programs, we expect to generate another 50,000 job placements through Call of Duty endowment grants. With its first donation of $125,000 presented to the Paralyzed Veterans of America in 2009, the endowment created thousands of career opportunities for veterans returning from the Middle East. One of the leading charities supported by the grants is Vet Jobs. Their mission has received funding that led to more than 48,000 of its 77,000 placements. There is no better more supportive resource for veteran job placement than the Call of Duty Endowment, said Vet Jobs CEO Rear Admiral Dan Klopel, U.S. Navy retired. The endowment also released a white paper in April detailing veteran employment over the organization's 12-year history. Lessons Learned for the Future of Veteran Employment contains recommendations for veterans, employers, policymakers, and philanthropic donors. It shows the modest individual assistance, such as improving interview skills and resume coaching, have a dramatic impact as veterans are nearly three times more likely to find job if they practice interviewing with a coach or a mentor. Veterans are also twice as likely to find a job if an experienced mentor or coach helps them write a resume. Can I get help (laughs) writing a resume? I could use a better job. I know this is incredible. And this is something that another thing that we don't really think about or consider is that you're in the military sometimes, what is it, four, six years, and then some people go even further. 
And then you have to try to transition out of this day to day, you know, very strict schedule and, and go back to civilian life. And it is difficult for some people. I couldn't join the military because I have a mouth on me. <laughs> and I'm sure I would have been doing pushups. And so would my, my whole group, because I have a hard time keeping my mouth shut. I know. Shocker. It's, it's shocking, isn't it? Maybe, maybe I should have gone into the military. Maybe they would have made a better beaver out of me. Uh, I had foot issues. So I don't think I would have qualified because I think there's an issue or there's something with the feet that you need to have good feet, whatever. But that's not the point. The point is that this is really amazing. And I had no idea until I saw this article that Call of Duty was even doing this. And it's a way for businesses to give back and to help out. And I mean, what a better cause than helping a veteran. So I mean, now I don't feel bad if I'm buying Call of Duty for one of my nephews who love to play these video games. Because the money that they raise from this game is actually helping veterans. So uh, I honestly, like I said, I don't play video games because hand-eye coordination and I'm just not good at it. It would be actually funny for me to try to play video games sometime. That could be a whole episode if I ever did video. So <laughs> uh, the second half of this show, we are going to have a very special tribute to almost 100, I think it might be over 100 veterans. I didn't really count all the names, but there's enough of them. So come back for the second half and let's honor those brave men and women who served to keep our country free. dog will teach you unconditional love. If you can have that, things won't be so bad. God didn't give our dogs a voice so that they could be just that love and loyalty are demonstrated by actions, not words. No matter how you say it, dogs are love in its purest form. If you are considering a furry friend, please consider adoption. We all deserve a second chance to prove how good we can truly be. If you can't adopt, consider donating to a local shelter or the rescue of the month featured on Dammit with Beaver and donate. Use the hashtag Dammit. I was always disappointed in the morning. I was unfulfilled and wanting more. Then I flicked my bean. Now I enjoy every single morning with American Pride Roasters coffee. The flavor will make your taste buds climax. I mean, you won't be able to flick your bean fast enough. So join me, flick your bean, and try American Pride Roasters coffee at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Get smoked by J-Pam. The winter blues have got you down, and all you want is a little pick-me-up. But when you're fizzling out, the energy drinks aren't much of a bang. I bet you can tell where I'm going to go with this. Fatigue is one of the first symptoms of, you guessed it, dehydration. And water is the only universal nutrient known to increase performance. Get the point yet? Stay hydrated. Sugar and starch gets absorbed quickly and burns out equally as fast. 
grab foods that burn longer. Think bonfire rather than cherry bomb. Whole grains, high fiber veggies, and nuts give sustained energy, so there's no crash right after lunch. Now remember, there can't be smoke without fire, so let's light it up. Go to Smoke Show Fitness on Facebook or contact Smoke Show Fitness for personalized nutrition and fitness coaching. 405-240-1807. second half of damn it with me fever i would like you to go to mojo50.com you can get your dog thompson gear you can get accessories you can get apparel they have some amazing shirts and when i say amazing shirts they are amazing they are super comfortable they just seem to get softer with every wash and you can show your mojo pride Uh, You can also get the Save a Little, Spend a Lot Home Improvement book, which was written by Brad Staggs. And there is also the KBMD CBD oil. Now, I don't normally have a lot of uh, back uh, joint pain. Most of it's usually my back from like the 10,000 accidents I had because I'm an idiot and I keep falling. But lately, my knee has been bothering me. Yes, I know it's old age. It's getting cold. It's getting rainy. My knee is going to hurt, blah, blah, whatever. But it hasn't bothered me in quite a while. And that's another incident where I tripped over something because, again, I'm never paying attention to what I'm doing. But since I haven't been able to take my KBMD KBMD CBD oil since I forgot to order it and now I'm out, I can feel that little bit of a pain coming back in. So it's like the inflammation is back. So this works for me. It could work for you. KBMD CBD oil. It comes in natural and cinnamon. I actually like the natural And uh, if you use the promo code MOJO50, you will get $15 off a bottle. If you're ordering more than one bottle, please make sure to do separate checkouts so you can take um, advantage of the discount. And there's also the shows, the schedule, and of course, our donate button. You can make a one-time or a recurring monthly donation. We are a free free speech platform, so all of your donations help come and let us have the freedom to speak and voice our opinions. Uh, So let us hashtag live free and make a donation today. Now, I was thinking about, you know, it is Veterans Day, and a lot of veterans have served in war. And if you go back to listen to last year's episode, uh, I did go through the statistics of, you know, active duty, uh, killed in action, stuff like that. So I'm not going to rehash that. You can go back and listen to it. But there are a lot of movies about war. Now, they're not my favorite type of movie to watch, but I have watched a few. Uh, And one of my favorites is The Fighting Sullivans. I love that movie. And I don't know if it just has that special memory from when I used to watch it with my dad. But I really do like that movie. I can't find it to watch anywhere. I'm waiting for like, you know, 
the classic movie network to play it or something because it is Veterans Day weekend coming up. So they will be playing a lot of these movies. But then I thought, what are arguably the top 10? So I'm going to tell you what I found. Uh, some of these I have heard of and some of them I have not. So you can use the hashtag Dammit. That's hashtag D-A-M-I-T and tag me on Twitter at Dammit Beaver. Let me know what your, you know, top three are if you want war movies. I would love to know. Uh, recommend one that I might actually like. Uh, I, I mean, I did like We Were Soldiers and I did like Saving Private Ryan, but I have an issue with the gore. Okay. I, ugh, appendages flying. I, I can't, I just can't do it. Uh, but the dirty dozen, this is number 10. It says it was from 1967 directed by Robert Aldrich. I have not seen this movie. So don't at me. Don't at me. I, uh, I hear this is a really good movie. I I've just never seen it. So eh. war movies, like I said, they're hard for me to watch because I know there's always gonna be people dying and stuff and it just hurts me. I like happier movies. So the next movie, number nine is called Zero Dark 30. Now I've heard of this movie. I don't believe I've seen this either. Uh, it says it's from 2012 directed by Catherine Bigelow. And then we're going to go to number eight. Now this one I've not heard of at all. Uh, it's called The IP Man from 2008, Wilson Yip. Uh, it says you can watch it on Netflix. So if you're interested in it, you can go there. Uh, then number seven, another movie I've not heard of called Beasts of No Nation from 2015. Seems I think this is an international film again. It's something I've not seen or heard of. Uh, Spike Lee, number six, The Five Bloods from 2020. Not sure how that makes the best list of all time, but this is what this website is saying. Now, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, so I know I'm going to hear about this. But number five, The Guns of Navarone. Uh, year is 1961. Director J. Lee Thompson. Uh, another movie I've not heard of, if you have seen it, is it really worth watching? Now this movie I have watched, I think I even bought it, but I don't think I've ever watched it. Uh, 2008, The Hurt Locker, uh, directed again, Catherine Bigelow. It's another one. Uh, if you've watched these, let me know. Number three, Dunkirk. I thought I watched this movie, but the more I'm looking at the description of it, I don't think I did. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Fury with Brad Pitt in the tanks. Yeah, I sat through that movie. Um, I don't know if it's just that me. I'm not into the genre of this. And I feel like I should watch them to learn more about uh, what soldiers go through. I don't know how accurate they are. I know, like I said, Saving Private Ryan, I'm pretty sure... Yes, that was the movie that uh, Charlie told me about that was supposed to be so, uh, sorry, Charlie Euler, who was a friend of mine who I met at the Legion, who actually stormed the beaches of Normandy, said that that was very direct, and it was chaos, and it was very accurately portrayed. Um, But I did not watch Dunkirk. I was thinking of Fury. Now, this one I have not seen. Another movie I know I've actually quoted lines from this movie just because I've known that these are some of the movie's lines in there, but 1979's Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now by Francis Ford Coppola. 
another movie I've heard so many good things about. I've just never watched it. And number one is Full Metal Jacket, 1987, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, Full Metal Jacket, I heard, again, another great movie. Now, uh, I know my father always loved to watch Bridge Over the River Kwai. I've never, (laughs) I never sit through these movies. And it's not because I'm pretty sure I would enjoy them if I did watch them. But sometimes it's hard to watch what soldiers go through. And I don't know how accurately portrayed these are, uh, if they're true to a certain extent. I know the situations might not be exact, um, but it's hard for me to watch those things. I mean, I'm, I like horror. I don't like gore. And I remember being horrified watching Saving Private Ryan and seeing that guy pick up his arm and try to carry it with him. Like somehow they were going to reattach it on the battlefield. It was just hard to watch. And I don't know how violent some of these movies are, but some of them, I just, I want to watch them because I want to know them, but I also know that I have hard times watching these types of movies. So if you can recommend a movie where maybe it doesn't have as much violence in it that I might be able to handle, reach out to me at dammitbeaver on Twitter, use the hashtag dammit. You can message me uh, Beaver at gmail.com or Excuse me, you can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. I was actually surprised that in these top 10, Saving Private Ryan was not listed. Uh, And the other one, Mel Gibson, We Were Soldiers. I actually did like that movie. Um, Maybe I just need to give them a little bit more of a chance. But I really want to see the Fighting Sullivans again. I actually got to see when I was in Alaska. They have a memorial to the Fighting Sullivans. And I remember taking pictures of it. And I remember calling my mom and dad and being like, you're not going to believe this. Because <laughs> it was a, it's a movie that I know I've, I haven't seen it in so many years. But I remember the end uh, with the little brother that was always late. You know, they're waiting for him to enter. So Let's move on because that movie always makes me cry. (laughs) I know, shocker, shocker, something makes me cry. What is that? Yes, I know. Something that won't make you cry is going to MyPillow.com. You should surprise a veteran with the comfort of MyPillow slippers, MyPillow, my pillow sheets, my pillow towels. You can even get them those my pillow like sweatpant shorts. Awesome. You could just give them the comfort that they worked so hard to deserve. Mypillow.com. Go under radio specials and use that promo code Mojo50. Find amazing discounts on amazing products. And like I said, honor a veteran. Order something for a veteran and give it to them because they deserve the comfort that my pillow provides. This is a veteran special. I have a story, not of a veteran, but of someone who saved thousands of veterans' lives. The day was June 3rd, 1944. In County Mayo on the west coast of Ireland, a remote North Atlantic weather station operator noticed that her barometer was dropping fast indicating a storm was going to pass over the English Channel before long. 
Her name was Maureen Flavin Sweeney, and her weather report, which postponed the D-Day landings by 24 hours, saved thousands of lives, and she recently won an official honor in the congressional record. Maureen, who is now 98, received the honor as part of a ceremony at the T. Ari Nursing Home, where she now lives at the hands of the highest-ranking veteran serving in Congress, Jack Bergman. Her skill and professionalism were crucial in ensuing Allied victory, and her legacy will live on for generations to come. The weather station at the post office at Black Sod Point was recording weather every hour, sending it on to Dublin and then to the offices of the Allied Expeditionary Force in London. In the early morning on the day, Miss Sweeney turned 21, an agitated Englishwoman rang her office asking, please check, please repeat. However, after reading the barometer again, with the help of her husband, Ted, the result was the same that a storm that would cause General Eisenhower to postpone the landings by 24 hours, which indeed passed over the channel on the 5th of June. Sweeney did not become aware of her report's significance until a decade after the war. The Allies needed to clear skies for air support and calm seas to ensure even and safe landings for the truth. Troops, The losses suffered across the five landing beaches were great, but would have been far greater had her report not come in. Marine's son, Vincent, said he was proud of his mom's contribution to the war outcome, but admitted he was happy that she got it right. It's amazing. It's amazing. At the age of 21, just reading the barometer saved countless American lives. Now, if you want to ask yourself, what would have happened had we not had clear skies and calm waters for our military members to storm those beaches of Normandy? What would have happened? Would have been like the men in the high castle? Would Germany have won? Would Japan be on one side of the country and Germany on the other with a neutral zone in the middle? Would we have even won any of this? World War II was so crucial to fighting communism. And we won. And with little unsung heroes like this woman, she saved the lives of so many men so that they could go on to victory. So... A big shout out to Maureen Flavin Sweeney for acting and reporting and getting it right. I'm going to say this is probably the one time a weatherman, weather woman, got it right. You know the holidays are coming, right? They're going to be here before you know it. And the one thing that you can get right is going to mojolaserpros.com and getting a -a one-of-a-kind, beautiful item for the ones you love. And right now, they have the Mojo Five-O Radio Christmas Ornament available. $20, same as downtown, get yours now. It is a bell that says, Have a Merry Mojo Christmas, 
and the date with the mojo insignia in the middle. So go to mojolaserpros.com, get an ornament for yourself, and get some items for yourself. And don't forget, these are items that you can customize. So if you can dream it, they can do it. Go to mojolaserpros.com and get your one-of-a-kind item. Show your family how much you love them, but don't wait too long because it's like 40 days until Christmas. It's ridiculously getting close and you don't want your project or your gift being held up because you were procrastinating. So go to mojolaserpros.com, get your gift and, you know, show someone that you love them by getting them these beautiful items. And we're going to be coming down onto the very special ending of the show. And we are going to be naming military members through multiple wars, through peacetime. All of these people gave of their time, their energy to keep us free. So sit back and enjoy this very special moment. And thank you to the people who helped me put it together. There's a special breed amongst us. They are strong. They are brave. They are Americans. Their backgrounds, they do not matter. Their gender, their skin color, their ethnicity does not matter. They are the Americans who watch over our great country as we sleep. They are the Americans who say, I have your six. Even if you don't believe in me, I believe in you. I will train, I will fight, and I will die to keep you safe. They are American soldiers. They train long hours and push themselves to the brink to be warriors. They miss time with family and friends. They miss holidays. They miss all the small moments and all of the big moments in life. They travel to other countries and they endure all this just to keep us free from enemies that want to destroy us. The U.S. is the home of the free because of the brave. And I wanted to honor as many brave men and women that serve this country, that fight to give us the freedom to live the lives that we choose, to do what we love, to just be Americans. So tonight, I will be reading the rank, name, and branch of these brave men and women. And joining me in honoring our veterans is Stephen Payne from Ain't You a Peach, Peter Seraphine from the Liberty Lighthouse, and Chris from Off Track Syndicate. So let's begin. Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I say your name. Do you solemnly swear? To support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and to bear true faith and allegiance to the same. Then I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the orders of 
Those officers, Those officers appointed over me, over me according to regulations, according to regulations and the uniform code of military justice. So help me God. So help me God. Tech 5 Albert F. Cuck Sr., Army, World War II and Korea. Boilermaker Albert F. Cuck Jr., Navy. Corporal Donald Bloom, Korea. Specialist Albert F. Cuck Jr., National Guard. AMT3 Tyler Cuck, Coast Guard. E4 Matthew Cuck, Air Force. E4 Corey Thomas, Air Force. E4 Cliff Heaton, Air Force. William G. Boyer, Marine Corps. Roy Vesquez Sr., Air Force. Agnes Daniels, Air Force. Pedro Vesquez, U.S. Army. Michael Daniels, U.S. Army. Senior Airman Troy George, Air Force. Sergeant Donald George, Air Force. Private First Class Milan Brestovansky, Army. Captain Bartine George, U.S. Army, World War II. Lance Corporal Joshua Watkins, U.S. Marine Corps, Iraq. Senior Airman Sean Sheeler, Air Force. A1C John Blehar, Air Force. Private Morris J. Mullins, United States Marine Corps, South Pacific, World War II. Sergeant Nicholas Sheraschillo, World War II. PFC Stephen Charles Vasco, Korea. Charles Anner Jr., Navy, Vietnam. Paul Wentz, Army, World War II. Liz Denepace, Nurse, World War II. Leon Eckert, Army, Vietnam. PFC Thomas Gerlich, Army, Korea. Avionics Electronics Technician, 3rd, Nate Barkley, Coast Guard. Staff Sergeant Ron Phillips, Air Force. Private David Paratino, Army, Vietnam. Master Sergeant David Wayne McRimmon, Air Force, Desert Storm, Desert Shield. Airman Doris Jane McRimmon, Air Force. Matthew Weldon, Navy. Master Sergeant Carl Hack, Air Force. William Weldon, Marine, Korea. Donald McRimmon, Air Force, Vietnam. Deanna Weldon, Navy. Ruby Langham, Army. Jeremy Smith, Navy, Desert Storm, Desert Shield. Senior Chief David A. Nielsen, Navy, Desert Storm. Sergeant Travis Morris, U.S. Army. Raymond Fuller, U.S. Army, World War I. Tom Worthington, U.S. Navy. C.F. Worthington, U.S. Navy. Gene Finnerty, U.S. Army. John Finnerty, U.S. Army. Harry O. Miller, U.S. Navy. Frank J. Miller, U.S. Navy. Corporal Angelo Joseph Seraphine, U.S. Army European Theater, World War II. His son Paul Seraphine, radiologist in the U.S. Army. His daughter Justine Seraphine, U.S. Navy. His grandson, me, Peter Seraphine, U.S. Navy during the Gulf War, and my son, 
Dylan Riggle, Sergeant U.S. Army National Guard. My other grandfather, Paul Fitzgerald Compton, U.S. Army, Korea. His son and my uncle, Paul Fitzgerald Compton Jr., U.S. Navy. Charles Esslinger, Sergeant, United States Marine Corps, World War II. Robert Kieser, U.S. Navy, Korea. Frank Widener, Jr., U.S. Army. Bill Stojak, United States Marine Corps. Bill Loff, United States Marine Corps. David Bridgewater, United States Marine Corps. Charles F. Honor, Jr., U.S. Navy, Vietnam. Paul Wentz, U.S. Army, World War II. Ray Dockham, Army. John Polivka, Army. Sean Dickey, Army National Guard. Corporal Leonard A. Stennett, Army, World War II. Sergeant Stephen Payne, Army. Master at Arms, First Class, Melissa Renner, Navy. Nurse Rosemond Worthington, Navy, World War II. Raymond Fuller, Army, World War I. Corporal Richard Martin, Marines. Sergeant Travis Morris, Army. Senior Airman Sean Sheeler, Air Force. Master Sergeant Eric Lewis Jr., Air Force, Operation Enduring Freedom. Master Sergeant Melissa Luz, Air Force, Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Richard Maxson Gill, Army, World War II. Ernie Gill, Army, World War II. Jack Spiesman, Air Force. Richard Muckenhaupt, Army, World War II. Dick Stouffer, Army, World War II. Staff Sergeant Christopher Daly, Army. PO3 Dan Daly, Navy. Sergeant James Daly, Marines. Private Andrew Scala, Army, World War II. Charles Euler, Army, World War II. Ted Nugent, Air Force. ETN2 Eugene Long, Navy, Vietnam. Staff Sergeant Alan Cooper, Sr., Army. Master Staff Sergeant Don Coombe Ackerman, Army. Corporal Everett Raymond Coombe, Army. Corporal George Cooper, Army Air Corps. Private First Class Ralph Hobbs, Air Force, Korea. MMN2 Kinsey Richards, Navy. Tech 4 Dude Atkins, Army, World War II. Sergeant Roger Cooper, Army, Vietnam. Private First Class Denton Slack, Army, Vietnam. Sergeant David Seaton, Army, Vietnam. Sergeant Leonard Atkins, Army, Korea. Sergeant Nicholas Chiricello, World War II. In the name of God and country, I learned to defy gravity. To honor my family, I lived in the belly of a beast. I fixed the hearts of iron monsters. I became a worm in the mud for dignity, for honor, for righteousness' sake. 
for God and country. I fought for you. I fought for you. For you. I fought for you. I fought for you. I fought for you. I fought for you. For you. For you. For you. For you. I fought for you. I fought for you. I fought for you, and I do it again. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.